welcome to the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. I'm Spencer, and I am one of your hosts on this wonderful podcast that we do. And today I'm joined by the other members of the League because it is time for, once again, another review. We outside, baby. This is Brandon. <laughs> That's a good reference. Uh, and this is Jordan. And so, I'm sure that you know by the title why we're here, but before we talk about that, uh, Jordan has something he wants to share with you. Yeah, so you know we are on the social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We're on YouTube. You can find us all at the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. Be sure and, you know, hit us up on there. Join our Facebook group. Let's talk about it. Uh, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, I mean, Spotify, and whatever other streaming service that you use. And also, we have, you know, episodes dropping this week. So, you know, we come out on Mondays. Just the regular podcast comes out on Mondays. But, you know, down on in the week, in the middle of the week, we got uh, Brandon's podcast. We got Wrestling with <laughs> wrestling with Worldwide Willis. Uh, Brandon, can you give us a little insight of what we're going to talk about this week? Yes, sir. We just had SummerSlam this past Saturday. And, yeah, we'll be reviewing that. And then we'll add uh, Laveris. Uh, as my guest, and we'll also break down our top five SummerSlam matches of all time. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, I believe on this Friday, we have DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. Not this week. Oh, we just dropped. See, I'm, I'm getting my weeks confused. Time, you know, time flies when you have kids, and yeah. you just never know what happens. But What well, just you know, dropped, though? Yeah, an episode uh, just dropped. So the episode that just came out was episode 12, which was Batman Year One. Nice. Yeah. So by the time you listen to this, I mean, like we said, that one's already dropped. You can go listen to it. And uh, Spencer, do you want to reveal what the next movie is? Uh, Yes. On the 18th. Uh, so next Friday, uh, we will be discussing Justice League Doom. Doom. That- that's a good one. I can tell you that one. That is a good one. So, you know, be sure and go watch that movie. And then when the episode drops, you can go and watch the review or listen to it. You know, whichever one you want to do. I guess listen to his podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's, that is everything we have for the week. Okay. So, because we have a review here, it is important that we let you know that there will be spoilers. So, Jordan, if you could please run the spoiler warning for the people, listen to these words, for they may determine your next course of action. This is your official name brand League of Melanated Gentlemen spoiler warning. We are issuing this spoiler warning not only for the piece of media or content that is in the title, of this episode, but also for the world or the universe in which that piece of media or content exists. If you are not caught up, I would highly recommend you pause my voice, you catch yourself up, and then you join us once again. If you are all the way caught up and or if spoilers do not offend you, please enjoy. And now with that out of the way, we can discuss the movie 
I am going to read a synopsis in my own words, as is usually the case with reviews here. And then we're going to talk about it. We're just going to, you know, get into it, see how we feel about it. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. We open to a tactical unit being sent out to get Dr. Baxter Stockman because he has gone rogue and is creating mutant animals. The unit is attacked by his mutant fly, but unfortunately, there's an explosion and the scientist is killed. Some of the mutant ooze that he created falls into the sewer. Fifteen years later, we find the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going on a supply run. Their father... A mutated rat named Splinter has taught them to never be seen by humans because humans are terrible. But the boys want to be normal, and they just long for human interaction. So they make a detour on their supply run, and Splinter retells the story that led to the way they are or the way that things are. Splinter was a rat, and everyone hated him. But of course, humans hated him the most. He finds himself in the sewer where he finds the turtles and the ooze transforming all of them into humanoids. Raising them, he can see that they want the surface life, so he takes them up there and pretty immediately gets mistreated and attacked by the humans. With that, he learns ninjutsu and teaches it to the boys so that they can protect themselves and so they can steal stuff for the house. So, the turtles... Uh, get put on punishment for going to see a movie and once the punishment is over they are on another grocery trip and they accidentally catch the attention of a teenager named april leonardo thinks she's cute and her scooter gets stolen so obviously they gotta get it back to impress her uh it ends up being some real criminals that have it and so the turtles get into their first fight they are successful and when april shows up to retrieve her scooter uh she meets the turtles and they explain their origin story as an up-and-coming journalist she figures that she can use the turtles help to uncover a string of thefts that have been happening by a mysterious superfly April is trying to no longer be known for her vomiting mishap, and the turtles figure the good press will make people like them and accept them. So, they are able to find one of the stolen items, which brings them face-to-face with Superfly, who is actually a mutant fly with a whole squad of mutants with him. The turtles immediately bond because they had no idea that there were other mutants involved in the world, and... Superfly explains that Stockman is how they all got here. Superfly has a similar story to Splinter in that he went into the human world and was immediately hated. So he decided to build a machine that will turn all animals into mutants and basically kill and or enslave all of the humans. The turtles try to stop the the turtles try to stop the plan, but Superfly and his group are able to get away and TCRI captures the turtles. Uh, TCRI is a corporation that is wanting to build a mutant army, so they strap the turtles to a machine and begin extracting their blood through a process known as milking. April goes to Splinter so that they can save the turtles. Once saved, they go to Superfly's hideout to stop him. Splinter sees through Superfly that his methods of protecting the turtles with isolation and I am right may not have been the best move. 
they are able to convince the other mutants that the machine makes them no better than the worst parts of humanity. And so they all weren't super down with the plan anyway. So they betray Superfly and destroy the machine. When the machine falls into the water, the ooze fuses Superfly with a menagerie of animals, and he becomes a whale kaiju and starts attacking New York. The other mutants try to stop him, but the news is reporting that the turtles are the mastermind behind the kaiju attack. April gets on the news and sets the record straight that the turtles are the good guys, and the good, helpful citizens of New York start helping the turtles. Leonardo earns his leadership badge and talks the boys through using their strengths to win the day. Using a cylinder of anti-mutant ooze, a positive attitude, and the power of friendship, the turtles are able to defeat Superfly and return all of the animals that were fused into him back to normal. The good people of New York love the mutants, so, you know, uh, they all move into the sewers together, uh, the mutants and Splinter. Splinter finds a girlfriend, and the turtles finally get to go to high school. In the mid-credits scene, the turtles are being surveilled by TCRI because they want to capture them and, you know, continue with their mission. And so they hire none other than Shredder. Credits. Very nice. Very nice. Round of applause. Round of applause. Yeah, Round yeah get you some background applause. music. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I guess we can work on that. Uh, I'll I'll work on that. <laughs> uh, so I'll go first. Okay. Um, I thought it was fun. I had a good time. Uh, scale of one to ten, I'm thinking seven. Uh, I uh I enjoyed it. It wasn't like the greatest thing in the world. There were a lot of things that uh were brought to mind when I was watching it. And we can talk about that whenever we get into the details, but um, yeah, I had a good time. I don't have a very strong uh, point of reference for the turtles. I just kind of know like who wears what color and what like some basic personality things are. So like, mm -hmm. I know that uh, Leo's the blue one. He's the leader. I know that Donatello's the smart one, the, one that invents stuff and you know brandon explained all of that to us in an earlier episode um <laughs> so yeah like i know that raf is angry like the, these are like i i know who splinter is i know who shredder is i know who april is but like i don't know just a bunch of turtle stuff so i am not coming at this with a strong base or a strong um like nostalgia or knowledge about this or you know anything that would make me say hey that's not right or hey i didn't like that they did that because dot 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 right. like i don't i don't have any of that so i was looking at this very much just on its own the only mm -hmm. thing i can really compare it to is the quote unquote live action turtles that we got in 2017 something like that whenever that was yeah. but yeah something like that i didn't watch it yeah, and I've enjoyed most of the turtle things that I've seen because I have seen the movies like from the '90s, but that was as a youth, right. and I haven't committed them to memory. So um, I don't have much comparison to do. I don't have much nostalgia to pull on, and I don't have any like source material that I am really just reaching for. And so, 
looking at this just for what it gave me, I enjoyed it. George, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, much like Spencer said, like um, I don't have the strongest. Well, let me rate it first. I'll probably give it a seven point five. Um, and at, I think after we talk about it, it could go up. But right now, like as coming out of theater, uh, I give it a seven point five. Uh, but like Spencer said, I don't have the deepest knowledge of turtles. Like I, I know all the baseline stuff as well. I was never into Ninja Turtles, uh, honestly. Um, but the movie itself was pretty fun. I I actually was laughing. Yeah, some really good moments. Uh, I did get a little annoyed sometimes with the turtles just because, like, they're teenage lingo. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's just oh, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm turning to old man, I swear. Um, but I loved the bad guy. Ice Cube had me dying laughing with all the stuff he was saying. But we can get into it a little later. But overall, man, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I think it was a good run. Brandon, what'd you think? All right. Glad I'm last, then. I thought it was perfection. I give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, I think it's the best animation movie of the year. Whoa. I think, yeah, the comedy was, I mean, A1. But the, obviously the animation was amazing. Uh, I thought they gave a refreshing take on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, actual teenagers. Like, usually it's like, these niggas ain't teenagers. You know what I'm saying? Like, usually... These are just like grown at men. They just have a master or a, you know, sensei type in Splinter and they go about the day, but they're kind of considered teenagers where this was like legit teenagers. Like this is that freshman, sophomore year type teenagers, which was perfect. Y'all know me. I'm love a coming of age story. And I thought they did that perfectly. And they hit you with comedy that actually hit. Like there wasn't many jokes for me that didn't land. Yeah. Um, I thought the riffing and the like the playing off of each other was amazing. I thought Ice Cube again was a great character. I'm glad they didn't go straight to Splinter. Uh, they kind of built up to him and like let Superfly. And it all kind of made sense why he was the main bad guy for the first one. And um, I love that it was grounded. It wasn't some multiversal bullshit. It was like, okay, keep it grounded. These kids just want to be accepted by humans, right? Like that's a very simple logic we get it they don't even want to be superheroes they just think to be superhero if they are superheroes they will then be accepted by humans and like leonardo's my favorite like him and donatello stole the show for me um but yeah it was just i I really like the change to april it wasn't necessary but it was cool like they and it wasn't like overhanded like why she was changed because you know what i mean it was just a change and then they moved on you know what i'm saying and um, yeah, man, I just think it's top tier. Right? Like it's a ten out of ten for me. You you know what's crazy? I was in the I was in the comic book store Saturday before I even saw the movie, and uh, I was just walking around. I heard some some guy talking. He, he, I guess he had just seen the movie. He was like, "Man, I can't believe it, dude." He's like, he was talking to a guy that he's like, "They made uh, April Black." He's like, "That's not a problem. That's not a problem with me." <laughs> I'm just saying they made the, they they made the change. I was like, "It's a problem for him." <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you bring like, it up, you, problem. yeah, you would, you wouldn't even have to, you wouldn't even have to bring that up. It wasn't a problem, right? No, I definitely yeah, I thought, that was, thought that was funny. I thought that was a good. I thought it was a cool change, and it fit them better. Like it used to be, you know, she was a grown ass journalist, and these guys meet her, and you know what I mean. It was, it was a cool dynamic, but this made more sense. Like they're more peers, whereas before yeah. it was like, 
You know what I mean? And I love the change to uh, Splinter, where he's like an actual dad. Yeah, he's yeah, he does ninja stuff and he's a master and all these things, but they didn't really dive into that too much. They I dove into this. Yeah, just they dove into him just being a dad. Jackie Chan was amazing, but like, yeah, him just being a dad, like him just wanting to protect his, his kids because he had a bad experience, some trauma. So he's like, nah, yeah. I, I don't want y'all to experience that. And uh, throw him a birthday party. Every every parent knows you, you go out of your way, you think your kid's gonna love something, and then they go, nah. I'm good. <laughs> You're just yeah. like let down, you know. So um, I I felt so bad for Splinter. Man, bro, like, bro, it's so many times. Yeah, the, the party. It's just so many different times. He warned them about the milking, and and they was, hey, just that, didn't that was listen. Hilarious. They, they, that we was got nipples. <laughs> we got nipples. Like, what are you talking about? And then they end up, and then they didn't want to tell him because it was like they thought he was some conspiracy <laughs> theorist, and they're like. Ah, hey, okay, that, I actually that, did that was funny though. The name of the machine was like the Milker <laughs> Milker yeah. 2000 or something like that. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was Bro. hilarious. But yeah, man, I I love this one. Like honestly, I want to see it again. And uh to me, yeah, it's the best. Like, obviously, and I hate to compare, but I, I mean I asked National what we're gonna do. Like across Spider-Verse, amazing. We know that it was very ambitious, it had a lot of shit it had to do, but to, this, to me, this one kept it simple in a way that benefited the movie rather than, you know, going all over the place. And and honestly, Miles wasn't even, he was a teenager, but I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. I, uh, I do, you, you talked about um, them riffing off each other. Like, I did enjoy them, like, going off each other. I did get, like, a, a little annoyed at the lingo, but also at the same time, the lingo is funny. Yeah. About, like they'll talk about wearing Tim's and putting on their big yeah. puffer jacket, like, yeah. like some of that stuff. That some of that stuff was pretty funny. Looking at cheese, yeah, cheese, yeah. Your, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. That bro. that was that was that was hilarious. That your, <laughs> yeah, they did that for like four minutes, four minutes straight. Just we outside, your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. That that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, what? What did y'all think? What were y'all's opinions? Well, I guess Brandon, you've already talked about it. So, what what do we think about them making April black? Do we I, have opinions on it, or do we? Is it like a yes, I like they did it. No, I don't like they did it. Or didn't really matter. For me, I mean, it didn't really matter. Um, and this is it's funny because like yeah. now you guys have it instilled in me, instilled in me, instilled, in me? instilled, either. Instilled in me that uh, any change, I'm like I'm like a hypocrite because like I didn't <laughs> exactly. mind the change because it was X Men related. So like I did not mind the change yeah. at all. Anything X Men related, non X Men related, you don't give a shit about. But right, no, yeah. no I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind that uh, that she was black, but I did, I did enjoy that she was like the same age as them, and uh, she kind of can relate to them as well. Like I thought that was pretty good. She was yeah, actually a teenager. Um, exactly. Yeah, I I didn't have feelings about it. Um, I was pretty indifferent. It was weird that, you know, she, like, Megan Fox played that character, and then... Uh, I, I did not know that. Yeah, she did. In the 2000, whatever, Michael Bay one. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, she voiced... No, not, no, no not, hell no. No. That's I, what I was about to say. That was weird. No. I mean... Uh, Megan Fox played the character of April in a different movie. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't. I, I never seen the other live action. Only other Ninja Turtles movie I ever seen was the one from the nineties. I've never seen yeah. any other one. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, but uh, uh, for me, yeah, like as far as my point of reference, going from Megan Fox to this was very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is not a problem. Like, I think that this made more sense. And uh, yeah, like I, I like the direction they went here. And yeah. I know I've mentioned this in other things, but I really like the incorporation of different body types because right. um, that's what people look like. Mm-hmm. Like she looked like a more accurate representation of people in this world than Megan Fox does. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, I support that, but yeah, I, yeah, I was just like, okay. Yeah. I, I was unaffected by it, I guess. Um, but obviously there are people who had feelings about it. Uh, yeah. Brandon, Brandon, what is your history or relationship with the, the turtles? So, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty tapped in. Like, I, I didn't, I watched the the 80s cartoon. I was born in 1990, so the kind of carry over. I watched the 80s cartoon. I was in love, with, you know, with it. And then the movies came out, and it just took it to a different level. Like, those are some of my favorite 90s movies, the live action ones. Um, and I really loved April and those. She was really great. Uh, but it was less like, it was less of like this attraction thing. And more of like they just you know gravitate toward each other and um but yeah like i'm i've always been a big fan of them i've always loved that they've brand and i've kind of wished power rangers would do the same but like you know branch out have an animated show have a show that's a little more for older people have a comic book that's all for older people and last ronin have you know a little bit of darker stuff there have a little bit of more kid-friendly yeah. stuff you know in another place uh, do a live action movie. Okay, didn't do a live uh, animated show again. Like they're keeping themselves relevant with new Thank generations. You. you know what I'm saying? And I've always loved that, and always respected Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for that. For like always staying on the map, like never getting complacent. Bro, there's, never there's going a new Nickelodeon cartoon like every year. Yeah, show. exactly. And it's like they're trying to get the they're trying to satisfy the old generation, but also gain new fans. And like I've always respected that. And it's just, it's always a moneymaker, right? Like, it's its one of those things that, like, it sticks with people. If you're a true fan, it's one of those that, like, because it comes out all the time, it refreshes and has new little, like, even there's one in the, uh, one Nickelodeon animated show where, like, they change the characters kind of completely. Like, they make it where Ralph's the smart one. They make it where, like, Donatello's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, you know, so they they've done different things. And then, obviously, now, The Last Ronin is, like, one of the more popular comic books out there you know what i'm saying i'm so, dude i'm so sad i didn't get you know it's crazy they my the comic book shop put that comic in my box i didn't even know what it was but they was like hey this book is really hot right now and mm-hmm. i don't know if you want it or not but i think it is a big good one i was like ah never mind i'm so mad i passed out on that book because yeah that book is hot yeah it's just an amazing story of like you know in the future there being one turtle left the rest died but you don't know which turtle is the one that's still living because he doesn't wear like a normal, he wears the color, the do-rag, whatever you want to call it, uh, of all <laughs> the other turtles. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we call yeah. it. So, Raph had yeah. a do-rag on, but the other three had masks. Yeah, no, Raph had a straight-up do-rag, but he wears the flat, the mask of all the, um, of themselves and then all the other fallen turtles. So you never know till the end of the story who is the lasting, who is the living turtle so it's like a real cool mysterious story and um 
and yeah, that's why people love it. It's long lasting. It's one of the you know more popular comics we have out, and so but that but that uh, satisfies the older crowd. That's what I've always loved about Ninja uh, the Ninja Turtles, and so yeah, I've always been in love with it. That's why I was so excited for this movie is because just to see like we've never seen this version where they're actually teenagers. You know what I'm saying, and like lean into being teenagers. So that was kind of why this is one of the movies that I was like super excited about. And the cast was really, really dope too. Yeah, so, I realized one of the cast members, I, re- I recognize his voice and a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Like he's in Gumball. And uh, also, I'm watching Skull Island, and he's one of the voices in Skull Island too. Okay. Nice. I, I guess I kind of just assumed that in the other mute, uh, Ninja Turtles things that I've seen, they were older teenagers, so like closer to 16, 17, but in this one they were like 13. Yeah. But also, I I don't have a point of reference, but I did notice that they felt more like teenagers in this than yeah. I've seen them before. Yeah, it felt like others were like 17, 18, 19, you know what I mean? Yeah. Becoming adults where this is like, nah, like they their goals are not to drive but their goals are like to join a high school club to even go to high school to meet a girl to you know very teenage level stuff and they, they was on their phones like it was just normal yeah. like uh, yeah, teenage I, I stuff yeah like, right and it was just it was just really cool that like they didn't make it all about i love that they added the karate stuff but you also got to see them like develop karate you know what i mean their first mission they was like oh, i don't even know if this shit gonna work you know yeah, what I mean? Like, <laughs> you've never seen them fight before. They were like, oh, oh, uh, guys, we have to do this. Yeah, like they hit a roundhouse and they was like, ooh, that felt good. You know what I mean? That was interesting. You know, oh, I think so, we can do this. Exactly. Dude, that dude, like, Ralph, bro, that he was going wild. He 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 had me laughing. That dude bro, was an un, uh, unhinged cannon. Bro, that dude was wild. He was like, let's go. Like, I'm ready for <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he was, uh, he was ready. He was living by the wish creed. Yeah, yeah Ralph he really ready was. to be outside. Yeah, yeah, which is consistent. That that's definitely a consistent threat. Like he's always the one so ready for action. Who who are you guys' favorite turtle? Because I think I I think I revealed mine on a, a late, uh, previous episode. I think I had. Okay. Um, who who's you guys' favorite turtle? In this? No, just in general. Or both? Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Michelangelo in both. Um, I don't have a hard answer for like otherwise, but in this, I really like Michelangelo. Yeah. Um, Mine is Leonardo's always been my favorite. He's a leader, kind of. And I like that they humanize him in this. Usually he's just like the lame ass leader who, you know, has it comes up, whatever Splinter says, he just regurgitates. He's he's the soldier boy. (laughs) Exactly. Like he's the Captain America. He's the. You know, yeah. um, but like in this might be Donatello. Like I, I really loved uh, the different take on Donatello. Like he loved anime, all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I want to get into that later too. Yeah, that, that so many references in this movie. It really it was crazy. There are references to everything in this. Everything. You know, like, yeah, I, I didn't even take them all down. I was yeah. always a big uh, Raph, Raphael fan. Like that makes I, sense. Yeah, I, I love even <laughs> if his weapon choice, like. His size, <laughs> like yeah, his 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 arrogance and his you know, I just, I loved all that. So yeah. like I've always been a Ralph fan. That, dude, they did something in this movie I never even thought about. So the scene where they're in in the school and they talk about not having last names, 
Yeah. And then he's like, my name is Mikey. And he's like, uh, my last name, Angelo. Like, I didn't even think about like that could, even though we know those are first names, right? They they can flip it to where it looks like a first and last name. Yeah. Like, Leo, I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that was pretty good. That was pretty no, that was really cool. Opinion. I like that. Uh, I was going to say, I it's going to be a little more challenging for the other two to do that. Yeah, that's true. So it was Donna, and then he uh, I guess first name Don yeah, Don Tello. Don Otello, I guess. He could do like yeah. Donnie, because he goes by Donnie. Donnie Tello. That's still wild, but yeah. Um Raphael I and yeah, that that yeah. happens right there. Yeah, that's tough. Um but yeah, that was that was a cool part too. And I mean, yeah, Ralph, Ralph is like a I feel like the fan favorite. but that's what people like when the last Ronin came out, everybody's like, Oh, that's Ralph. That's Ralph. That's off. Like the last one who lived, that got to be Ralph because like he's just known as Dang, the toughest, now, the biggest. Now I'm really wanting to. Now I'm really wanting to read that. I, I didn't. Uh, I, I kick myself for not getting that. I really <laughs> want to read that now. Yeah, and Brandon, so, you're starting to sound like Jordan because you keep calling him Ralph. There's no, there's Ralph. no L in Raph. Raph. I thought it was Ralph. I thought, I thought his nickname's Ralph. No, it's Raph. It's Raphael. So it's Raph. Oh, Raph. Okay, maybe I didn't hear him pronounce it well. Um, Ralph, Roth, it's all the same. Tell him. Yeah, Ralph. But yeah, he's like the big tougher. And I liked how they like, even in the baby forms, like it was clear he was the biggest. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was clear he like was, he was big. significantly bigger than. Yeah, he was the big muscle. Um, he developed a little earlier. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and I, I like, they, like usually in Ninja Turtles, they don't really take off. They, they like flat, like they, mask or whatever like that it don't matter what iteration you see them in they just keep their mask on yeah like i don't think i had seen them without them and i think yeah. that's that's for us so that we know who's who exactly yeah like they kind of was like back in the day uh they're not gonna know who to who who is who so let's just keep it on where it's like why would you go to school with those one? you know what i mean hey, so I, I was wondering sense. what they i was wondering like when they went to school like were they gonna take that off i was wondering yeah it makes sense it's sort of like a superhero mask so it makes sense why they would take it off it's funny to see them like just bald headed, like walking yeah, with nothing on their faces was weird. Yeah, I like I like how they made a joke about that too. He's like, uh, he don't even have hair. He's like, I wish I had hair. Yeah. <laughs> let me let yeah. me ask y'all, what did y'all think about the art style? Because for me, like uh, some scenes threw me out of it because it almost looked like clay. Um, but then other scenes was like, okay, this looks really good, and I feel like it was like it almost reminded me of maybe like watching the Spider Verse for the first time, kind of seeing like a whole new animation style. And mm-hmm. this movie was like, a, for me, it was like a whole new animation style. And it took some time for me to get used to. I mean, say I mostly good. enjoyed it. Um, there mm-hmm. were time, there were like moments that were a little jarring. Uh, yeah. But generally, I I thought it was a good move and I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, pretty well done. Yeah, I, I loved it. The only time I probably had an issue with it was like, like when they had the what was the one monster that uh Splinter was in love oh, with? Oh yeah, I don't remember the name of that one, but that little ugly one. <laughs> yeah, the ugly one. Like, I kept it calling just... it Beetlejuice. I know that wasn't its name. <laughs> yeah. But I kept calling it Beetlejuice. And maybe it was just the character in general. It was just hard to take all in. The one that kept like, spitting? Yeah, it was just the visual. He was ugly as shit. It didn't make any you know what I mean? I didn't even know what it was. I mean, like a co- I don't know, cockroach. I don't know what the hell that thing. Yeah, was, I think but... I think it was a cockroach. Um, yeah, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I I want to say it was a because co- I remember a cockroach was named in the like list of things that they were. They were like, oh, yeah. "There's a rhino and a 
you know, yeah. a warthog and right. a gecko. And yeah, so I, I remember a cockroach coming up. So yeah. I assume that that was the cockroach. Um, but yeah, overall, I love our style. Like, I loved it. I feel like it, it was it was obviously paying homage to what Sony did with Into the Spider-Verse and things of that nature. But it also was, like, different enough. Like, it, I forgot what the art style name is, but it's sort of like nothing is, like, symmetrical. Everything is, like, like when they were on the streetlights, none of the circles were, like, actual circles. You know what I mean? Oh, there were people yeah. whose, like, eyes weren't lining up. Yeah, facts. Like, it's very rough art style and, it, and I mean it fit because you're in you're in New York so you want things to look you know grungy and and things of that nature and so I, I really liked it yeah it was uh yeah some of those people were just ugly ugly bro like some of the people's heads was like like yeah some, of the, yeah some of the henchmen well, and then some of the like well, random citizens that scientist too at the beginning like he was oh ugly. bro he looked he looked like he was going through it yeah well, Baxter yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a little rough yeah, yeah, he smoked the smoked the line before he did. <laughs> hey man, um, the scene where uh Superfly, it was like uh yeah, I was molly whopping people out there. <laughs> bro. I was bro. cracking up when he said I was molly whopping people. <laughs> there were bro. there were so many moments. I know they had to take it, they had to do another take because Ice Cube absolutely cussed. Oh yeah, I oh, yeah. For a oh, yeah. Fact. Like yeah. And, I mean, this was written by Seth Rogen, so of course, no surprise there. But yeah. There were a lot of moments where I was like, "Yeah, he had to, he had to do that. He had to run that one back." Yeah, like, like what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bro. When uh, I think it was Donnie was like, "I don't want to get Molly whopped." <laughs> no, I think there was one part where he said, "Oh no, I'm getting Molly whopped." <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I was dying, bro. Yeah, that was that was a dude. Ice Cube for me, like he was definitely my favorite character. He hey, he brought it with this role. Like he, yeah. he killed with being super fly. That was hilarious. That was funny, bro. That the whole thing, man. It was uh, like everybody was hitting, and like, and I, apparently, like, because uh, you know, like with the voice actors, usually on on um, assignments or roles, they don't they're rarely ever in the same room when they're recording. But apparently, Seth Rogen, due to the Lion King, uh, apparently, like they had Donnie Glover and the other guy, um, like in the same room when they recorded, he was like, okay, I like that. So I'm going to do that with this. So like all the kids was in the same room, all the kids and ice cube was in the same room when they was oh, going nice. back and so forth, play off each other. Yeah, I exactly. Assumed, I assumed that all the kids were in the same room whenever they were all talking at the same time. Yeah. So, it's a lot of like, it's yeah, like whenever uh, they were, whenever they first met April yeah, and they were, you know, doing the origin story, but they were all doing it at once. I was like, there's no way they yeah. were together <laughs> or right. whenever, uh, they were like, "Yes, you have to film everything that we do." And then, yeah. yeah, April was just like, "I don't think anyone's gonna like this." Right. Like, yeah. That that whole scene, I was like, "No, all y'all, y'all had to be in the booth together." To yeah, all that we that. outside. Yeah. 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 The we outside. Well, that was hilarious, bro. You're. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was so New York. But like in a good way, like they weren't like saying like you know 115th Street where nobody would be able to relate if you weren't from New York. It like, was just kinda like, like kind of like they did in Transformers. Like I, I just exactly. watched that. I just watched that again uh, yesterday. In game, yeah. makes there's so many New York references. Right. Oh, Whereas this, like, was, it was just like everybody does a New York accent. Everybody's tried it. Everybody, you know what I mean? It's relatable. Um, but yeah, man, I didn't know John Cena was rock steady. Like it was, it was a few like voice. That I didn't even recognize. 
Um, I think I recognized. I mean, I recognize the people that I knew. Um, I will say uh, the gecko. I didn't think the gecko was Paul Rudd. I thought it was uh, the dude. Um, oh, God, I don't know his name, but he's Jay in Big Mouth. Um, oh, OK. I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I thought it was that dude. Um, but when I saw it was Paul Rudd, I was like, you know, I because I thought it was Jay, but like doing a different voice. Gotcha, but, okay. And it'll be a part right. But yeah, I knew Maya Rudolph. Um yeah. I knew Giancarlo. Yeah. Uh I was pretty sure it was John Cena, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And you can always hear Seth Rogan. Yeah. Um easily. Yeah. I guess Post Malone was Ray Filet. I yeah, honestly I don't know what Post Malone voice sound like. Yeah. <laughs> like him talking. I didn't know. That. I didn't know is, yeah, I didn't know that. I don't was know. Was Ray Filet the one that was singing? Yeah. Okay. That so. was funny. Uh, yeah, I didn't know who Wingnut was. I N- Natasha Dimitri or something. Yeah, I don't know who that yeah. is. Yeah, I was I was pretty sure that Rose Byrne was the crocodile because like Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen are best friends, and yeah. that like if they're what they're they have the relationship where like if I'm working, you're working. Yeah, facts. So facts. whenever I heard that Leatherhead was Australian, I was like, "Yep, I know who that is." Yeah. And uh, I did not, I couldn't tell who the frog was. And then when I saw Hannibal Burris's name, I was like, ah, there he yeah. is. <laughs> bro, when he was like, uh, Abracadat, bro, I was dying. <laughs> oh, yeah, that whole scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I am curious how they go moving forward because, like, so the only other reference, like, I got from Ninja Turtles, I did play the Ninja Turtles game, like, the most recent one that came out. And Rocksteady and Bebop have always been like, you know, the bad guys. But now in this one, they make them the good guys. So I'm like, uh, I wonder what villain. I mean, obviously going Shredder, but I'm like, I wonder will eventually will Rocksteady and Bebop be bad guys again or no? Also, I mean, I didn't I didn't stay. I didn't stick around for the end credit scene. So when you said that, that was the first time I heard the end credit scene. I was wondering about Shredder the whole time. It's good. One. Well, and I'm glad that they did it that way, because yeah. I I. As Brandon said earlier, I think that was the right move, starting with Superfly and then bringing Shredder in, because that's what like Batman Begins did. They yeah. started with a villain that wasn't the Joker, mm-hmm. and then they said, but coming up next is exactly. the Joker, who you've been waiting for. So exactly. they, they're luring you into a sequel, and mm-hmm. they're saying, like, no, you're you going to come see it. Thanks. Yeah. And I, I, I support it. I'm glad they did it, because whenever... Brandon Brandon saw this first, and Brandon told us there was an end credit scene, and I immediately assumed it was Shredder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, of course, I don't watch trailers, y'all know that, but I didn't think Shredder was going to be in this movie. Uh, right. I, I thought it was a little too early for that. But also, I didn't know, so I, but I did know that Rocksteady and, uh, the, the Bebop. F- Bebop, thank you. I knew they were going to be in it, so yeah. I assumed we were going to start with them, and then we were going to get to Shredder later. Like I didn't think Shredder was going to. If Shredder was in this movie, I didn't think he was going to be like defeated. I thought he I mean, may just be in the shadows or you know not very involved if he's in it at all. But I assumed the end credit scene would be very much Shredder. I don't know any yeah. of the villains, honestly, in Ninja Turtles besides Bebop, you know, Rocksteady and Shredder. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, same. Like that's um, who I know, and that's why I figured they'll do this movie, and then we'll get Shredder later. Yeah, I mean, 
like Ninja Turtles is sort of like Superman. Like they they have a obviously a clear top tier villain, but their rogues gallery isn't super deep. So yeah, it kind of made sense to like extend it a little bit, give you a super fly. Um, then like let Shredder kind of be the the sec the sequel. Um, Bebop and Rocksteady kind of have been like a anti. I'm not saying like anti hero, but like yeah, they've aligned themselves with the bad guy, but they've also been good guys. That's what kind of where they're. I don't want to say fan favorites, but a lot of people love Bebop Rocksteady because you know they're funny. They're kind of the dumb, you know, uh, mercenaries, and sometimes they get it right, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they agree with the bad guys, sometimes they don't. Kind of like in this. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see them like aligning with Shredder, but yeah, they're they're usually not like the end all. They're just kind of you know, work for the big boss. They remind me of the two bad guys from the original Power Rangers. Uh, I was just about to say that. Bulkan, Bulk, yeah. Bulk and Skull. They, yeah. I'm not Bulkan, like they have a bunch of different versions where like, yeah, they're just the two dumb guys who are supposed to do the bad guys bidding and just end up being funny so people like them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's exactly that's exactly who they remind me of. Yeah. And I, exactly. I feel like Seth Rogen likes to be that guy in animated stuff. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. He fits it perfectly. Um, so, yeah. Spe- speaking of references and things you're reminded of, Jordan, were you reminded of X-Men by this movie? Yeah, because they in kept anyway. calling them mutants. Yeah. Okay. Every time I kept hearing the word mutants, I was like, yeah, that it, it, it made me think of that. Okay. Was there anything yeah. else? Uh, and also, there was what was it? The fact that they kept uh, what was it? No, not the ooze. I was thinking of when they changed the word ooze because uh, he was like uh, April was talking Swine. to them. Yeah, for some reason that also reminded me. Well, I thought of Daredevil at that point. Um, oh, well, so. I think, yeah, that's that's on purpose. Like that's very yeah. specifically on purpose. Yeah. yeah, but no, the the mutant thing that was that was what kept kept me thinking about it. Was there something else? Well, for me, um, what reminded me of the first X Men movie was the fact that the we have two older people who have you know essentially raised a bunch of mutants under them and they kind of experienced similar things but went in very different directions as far as handling it and then the evil one said i am going to make a machine that will make everybody mutants Mm, and it's going to destroy the humans and that's what the first x-men movie was magneto makes a machine that is gonna make everybody mutants, which will destroy humans. Right. And so I, I was I didn't even catch that. Yeah, like, I was reminded of the first X-Men movie um with the supervillain plan. Yeah. And with the with how Splinter and Superfly kind of the how they went in different directions but had similar experiences. Yeah. That's a good catch. No, I, I didn't catch that. That's a good one. Yeah. Jordan, you see the mutant word is not exclusive to Marvel, so there's other mutants out there. I guess so. So are the Ninja Turtles confirmed to be in the MCU coming up probably soon? I <laughs> no. I think they're more likely to show up in DC stuff. Yeah, there's <laughs> well, I don't know. There, there was also DC. Dude, that, that was hilarious. All the references were hilarious. They put out the uh, he talked about Captain America, not Captain America, uh Chris Evans. 
He put on oh, yeah, curses. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that was, that that was, was hilarious. hilarious, bro. <laughs> I forgot about that I was, like, I was like, how did how was they able to get like some of the references? I mean, obviously the big they talked about Attack on Titan. They talked about Nickelodeon, so Nickelodeon project. So of course they get to mention Nickelodeon, but they mentioned DC as well. They mentioned Batman. I'm like, yo, how are they able to do all this? They just got it cleared, huh? I think if you are uh if it's a spoof or if it's for the sake of comedy, it's free game. Yeah, if, especially if it's just you're just mentioning it, like because that's like, like uh, pop culture. You know, what I mean, you're just mentioning something. Now, if they showed a Batman figure or a Batman, oh, yeah. character, if, oh, if Batman showed up and got voiced and all yeah. that, yeah, like that's that's an issue. Yeah, you yeah. got to pay DC for that. But um, yeah, man, like the Stewie, you know, you like a mix between oh, Stewie yeah. and, and Hey Arnold, or hey. Arnold, bro. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that hilarious. that was good. But yeah, man, there's just so many different references that were like when they talk about Drake and who else they was talking about Adele. Adele, uh, yeah. I was like, yo, this is this is getting this is real. Like they and they for real, they in our they in our world for real. Oh, absolutely. That's what I like, man. It's like before they went to sleep, like they was all on their phones kicking it. Bro, honestly, the sewer looked like a like a nice little crib, bro. Nice little kicky spot. They've been so, down there long enough. I mean, you gotta no, think about. Rachel, I'm not Rachel. I don't know how I just call her Rachel. Uh, uh, April. Man, what's her name? April. April. April was like, uh, is that a roach? Uh, flu oh, yeah. turd? <laughs> oh, she Bro. Like, that is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they mentioned that because, because uh, like after a while, I was like, that's a cool little spot, and you like, oh damn, it is a sewer. Like, it, it is. You come, you come up to the normal world, and you be like, oh yeah, do you stink? You got to pay yeah, bro. yeah, you funky, bro. But yeah, um. Yeah, man, the whole thing, like it, they had so many great scenes, bro. The fight scene, the first fight scene was amazing. Um, them kind of like figuring out their their powers. Um, the fight scene where they went to like the five heads. Oh the, yeah, uh, the five yeah, crime was, heads. Where they just did like the round shot, yeah. bro. I was like, that Fire. was that was nice. One thing that I thought was funny was uh, they all had like random nicknames, and then there was like normal Kevin or something. Oh yeah, yeah, and. The fact that he was, the fact that he owned a mattress store was hilarious to me. I know Ralph was like just bouncing on the things, just running towards him. Well, and because there's a conspiracy theory, like an in real life conspiracy theory, that mattress firm is a front, uh, is is a front for laundering money because there's no way people are buying enough mattresses for there to be that many mattress firms. Facts. <laughs> Facts. But That's mattresses true. are something that are relatively expensive that you can pay in cash and you can hide stuff in them. That's true. So people are like, yeah, no, mattress firm is absolutely a front for something <laughs> else. And so the fact that he was like, no, I'm just a regular mattress salesman. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, right. So that's another like reference to real life that they threw in there. I or, assume on or purpose, or even the fact that they learn how to fight from like watching Bruce Lee and just all these old like karate. I wondered. Movies. I wondered if Jackie Chan was going to be in any of the montages, like that if they were going to use any Jackie Chan stuff. And yeah. another thing that I thought was funny, and I I'm so mad he didn't say it, but. Uh, Whenever he walked in to save the turtles, I really needed him to say, I don't want trouble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been perfect. He didn't say it, but he told the boys that they were in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I really wanted him to say that he didn't want trouble, even though he absolutely did. Absolutely. Yeah. When he says that, you know, it's about, it's, it's yeah. about that action. 
Oh yeah. Um, I love that they I thought the fighting, his fighting style was literally Jackie Chan. Like everything he did, throw throw a chair at you, kick you, put you in the chair, then use it like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's like, in the chair spinning around. Yeah, and, like yeah. all that stuff is classic Jackie Chan. I used say to, Jackie Chan fight. Bro, I, I used to be obsessed with Jackie Chan in the 90s. So like I was watching that fight, I was like, yo, that's everything I've seen from all his movies. Yeah, like I think Jackie Chan choreographed that. Probably, yeah, probably so. Like it was so like on point. I was like, see, that's a that's a detail that I love. Yeah, like the I only thing that, get that yeah, the only thing that Jackie Chan like couldn't do was like that little rat climb on the wall thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, like it was a Jackie Chan fight. Like, even the damage he took, like yeah. that was very it was right. very much a Jackie Chan. And the fact that he was like, Oh my back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was right. It was so good. Was, yeah, I was wondering when we was gonna get the Splinter fight scene because I mean, obviously that he in this Gotta they kind of changed Splinter like they they made him more of like the real father figure, right? Uh, and they really leaned on that a lot. And I was wondering if they were gonna let him fight, and I was happy that they did. Yeah, I, I was like midway through, I was like, I wonder if we're getting a fight scene. You gotta you gotta have a Splinter fight. Scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought they did a great job. I am interested how they're going to tie because like in the movies, like in the nineties movies. Like Splinter and um, Shredder, like worked together, trained together in the past. Um, then yeah, I think a history there. Yeah, like I think Shredder killed Splinter's wife or some shit, and like they they like when they see each other, it's on site. So now I'm like, I wonder if they're and they they're probably explaining some you know tie to each other at some point. But in this one, they kind of just said like he just wanted to learn how teach them how to defend themselves. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll work that out because uh, yeah. yeah, this was as far as I know, this was a pretty different take on the turtles, and I think it was good and refreshing. Yeah, um, even though you know I don't have the strongest point of reference, I still thought it was well done. Same, I thought, I just thought, it, yeah, like just the the lean in on the coming of age and like leaning into like we've never seen the Ninja Turtles in high school, we've never seen them actually interact with humans to this point, like. And others, they've been beloved by humans, but it's later, 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 later on. You know what I mean? And where in this one, it's like, okay, they they can go to school. They can that opens up a whole new brand boxes of storytelling and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, it, it was fire. Yeah, because um, and one of the things that happens in this movie is like we watch them kind of dealing with the concept of living in secret. Yeah, and. I don't, Jordan. Are you able to speak to if that really happened with the X Men? Like, was that well, something yeah, I mean, that they did and dealt with? Because it feels like there are certain X Men who didn't have to do that, but well, yeah, because like the, the ones who are normal looking, yeah, they don't have to do that. But I mean, obviously, yeah, I think of, East, I think of Nightcrawler, uh, yeah, because in X Men Evolution, like he had a little like thing that made him look human, yeah, and, right. But I mean, they were still able to go to school and interact with people, and still like they didn't have to live in isolation and seclusion. Right. Uh, yeah, they were still well, able. To... Think about that's the uh, the Morlocks, the ones who live. Yeah, in the they sewer lived system. in the sewer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I forgot about them because I I yeah. thought of uh, the mutants from Futurama uh, because they yeah. lived in the sewers and they looked weird and they you know had to hide from society and keep themselves secret until they didn't anymore yeah yeah i do uh i have a a big question did superfly have a jerry curl yes okay (laughs) 
<laughs> I was literally about to say something about Superfly too. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. Um, I forgot to bring. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. they went with a. They went with a young Ice Cube. Yeah, that thing was juicy too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He he all his all his references and all his lines were so good. It's like they smile in your face, but all the time they want to take your place. Like it was, yeah. all his yeah. references. Was good. He did a six in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it did. six in the morning. <laughs> Knocking that by the door. Yeah. Hey, it was it was funny too. They when towards the end, Ralph shot the, shot him in the leg with that uh with that gun, that horse fell off. He's like, man, I don't need that damn horse. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> that was that was hilarious to see that horse that just drop off funny, like that. Man. That was funny. Uh, another funny part was when uh when Leonardo had to call April and like all the other guys are around him. He's like, hey, uh, so yeah, and like, and, like, like oh, it's a date. St- yeah, so it's a date. She's like, what? He's like, yeah. oh, never mind. Uh, we're short now. Sorry. <laughs> I was yeah. funny, bro. Like that's classic, like. You know, you talking on the phone to a girl with your boys, you hella nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Hella nervous. Grown men do that now. Like exactly. Yeah. Like they'll they'll make it real, real weird. Bro, when when they was at prom, she was like, uh, so what do you say? He was like, uh, is this a date? She was like, Wait, what? I think she said, you know, we're doing this as friends, right? Oh yeah. And uh I don't know how ready for that he was. Yeah. Homie, homie crushing hard, bro. When he was talking about Riz, yeah, that was funny, bro. That was saying um, they they were throwing out all that teenage lingo. That was that yeah. was really getting to me. Yeah, uh, Jordan. I mean, I, I kind of knew, you know, coming of age, definitely not your bag at all. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of a you like you'd rather see old man turtles, <laughs> like some old hey, ass. So, I mean, obviously, you were just talking about this last Ronin. I'm almost excited to see what that looked like animated. Yeah. I think they'll they'll eventually do it like later, later, later. Um, yeah, since Nickelodeon has it, eh, we'll see. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah, it'd have to be like a series, like a Paramount mm-hmm. series put it on MTV or something. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting, but I definitely watching this. I was like, man, Power Rangers, just please, just watch this and go. This is the North Star. We got to do something like this because this. They did a refreshing take on something that's, you know, generations old. Like, you can do the same thing. Um, uh, probably ain't got the budget, but. This is random, but I, vomit scenes are hilarious to me. Mm. Oh, oh. she's going off. Like, vomit scenes are so funny. I can't think of a vomit scene that I've seen that wasn't hilarious. Right, yeah. Uh, when they actually show the vomiting happen. Yeah. Which I'm surprised they did. Um, oh, it's a kid movie. You know, kids was eating that up, cracking yeah, that's it up. True. That's well, true. That, that's it. I feel like vomit is one of those things that like they generally avoid actually showing unless it's something for adults. Like usually they'll just kind of turn and you'll hear the sounds, but you won't actually see it. Now we saw slime come out of her. Bro, yeah. she was throwing up for like a solid 45 seconds. Like. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. It's those scenes are so funny to me. Family Guy has a vomit scene that's hilarious. Team America's vomit scene is hilarious. And that's the thing. It always goes on way too long. Yeah. But it's still funny. It is. Especially she when she even got it, like got over her nerves, got out the whole little thing, and then still vomited. It was like... Yeah, she still threw up. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. But um, yeah, the vomit scenes are definitely, definitely a go-to. And like, I guess she was getting... 
get made fun of school due to all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, April, they said they paper o puke. They yeah. mean it. Because yeah. I, I'm assuming it went viral based yeah, on yeah, what uh, like a re, they remixed. And it's funny now because I, I think of like when someone say I remixed it to like a video, I just think of like Sway the Remix God, like Sway the Remix God. And I just, oh, yeah. I just, a vision. They put that on there and then they kept yeah. replaying the video. I just, just I think of hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was vomiting rainbows and all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's gifted. what happened when something goes viral. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. The internet is undefeated. <laughs> I was Facts. wondering what we also so this is one other character that I do know from Ninja Turtles. I was wondering were they going to um kind of uh, show just a quick preview or a quick Easter egg towards Casey. Uh you know, the oh, Casey Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was wondering was they going to show like just a reference to him or anything? I assume yeah. it's going to be the second one. I think so too. I've never I wonder if they'll do it with like a a um, high school version, or like if he'll be a little older, because he's usually. I feel like, like they would. They got they got to do a little bit older. I think like he would well, have to be like eighteen, nineteen. And I mean, maybe they'll switch it up because usually him him and April like have a thing usually. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it got to be you know what I'm saying it got to be somebody. If they do that, they may do it to where he's older. He has no you know relationship with April at all. You know, but yeah. he is a fan favorite. Well, I guess, I guess, like, if you said they're about the same age, if they, let's say the next movie comes out, they aged them up, and we'll say, instead of being 15, they'll be, like, 16, 17. Like, they could still make Casey, uh, if they still yeah. like, make everybody 16, Casey can be 18, like, he's just yeah, turning sure. 18. So yeah. he'll be, like, a senior, and they're, like, a sophomore. Yeah, I can see that. But, no, you're right. Like, I definitely look for it, because he's, you know, he got the cool hockey, like, the Jason mask, and... Yeah. You know, with the hockey puck, he was, he was beloved in the uh, 90s movies. Um, so, did yeah, they, I definitely look forward to did it. Did they do him in the Michael Bay movies? I think they did. I want to say. Because how many movies did they make in Michael I wanna Bay? I want to say two. Uh, I, I didn't see two, the second right? one. But... I didn't see any of them. I just hated the design of the turtles. Um, they look like fucking like crocodile. Like, they look crazy. Um, I do remember. I do remember seeing the. Yeah, I do remember seeing the trailer. Like, and they did look crazy in the live action. Yeah, yeah, they were there watching though. And that was kind of the back leg of some trash Transformers movies. I was like, ah, Michael Bay, I'm good. Whoa! So I I had to look it up. Johnny Knoxville played Leonardo. See, that's that's crazy. Yeah. See, that's that. The first one wasn't terrible. Uh, but yeah. that's me coming from someone with no point of reference. So right. I I was like, this is fine. Yeah. I will say uh, I enjoyed this movie better than that one, from what I remember. Oh, yeah. Mm. It is. All of them was, like, people don't even reference those when they talk about, like, like Ninja Turtles. They reference 90s cartoons, a few of the Nickelodeon cartoons, cartoons from the 80s, you know, um, but yeah, and usually Michael Bay is not very like, you know, he he takes what he wants from the IPs and then just goes from there. That's and just goes with it. Yeah, he's yeah. Doing so like scene. because because I've been doing like this rewatch for Transformer stuff, I realized like he created so many original Transformers that are like not in any series. It's crazy. Yeah, he did a lot of the com- comedic ones. He just yeah. made up. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Stephen Armell was uh, Casey Jones in the Michael Bay when it came out in 2016. Hmm. Uh, Green Arrow, for people who don't know. 
Oh, okay. Green. Yeah, yeah, that, Green Arrow. Yeah. That's a good casting, actually. Um, but yeah. Um, so that one came out in 2016. That means the first one had to come out in like 14. Yeah, it was 14 that that one came out. Okay. I ain't this, ain't Seamus a wrestler? Yes. Yeah, he is. He played Rocksteady. He did, yep. And Gary Anthony Williams played Bebop? What in the world? So that's why they got John uh, Cena I, to play Rocksteady in this. I, I bet they look terrible in live action. I bet they did look terrible. Uh, I, mean, I feel like all of it would look terrible. Other than Megan Fox. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would have to try real hard to make her not. Exactly. Good. Just don't touch her. It'd be fine. Um, but yeah. But no, like in this movie, I just want to shout out like the the kid, the teenage voice actors for all the turtles. Like, I thought they killed it, man. Like, oh yeah, to be so young and the, yeah, to be able to like riff like the way they did, like that's crazy. Uh, have because like a few of them, obviously April's uh, Io Itabiri. Uh, she's in. She's like blowing up now. She's in the she's Bears. Stuff. Yeah, the um, is it um, theater camp? There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, she's blowing up, and but some of these other people I don't really recognize that much. But they they killed I, it. I, I recognize, um, like I mentioned earlier, Nicholas Cantu. I recognize him from Gumball. He plays uh, uh, Gumball, not Gumball, but the the other kid. What's the other kid name? Darwin Gumball. Yeah, is he, is he Darwin? I thought Darwin was. Wait, I don't know who. No, no, he's Gumball. Sorry, he is Gumball. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so okay. He, yeah, that, he, that makes sense. That checks and out. Like, Cause like when I heard his voice, like I was like, okay, I know that was somewhere. So like as I was in the theater, I looked it up, I was like, oh, that's where I know his voice from. But that's then also true. he's in school, he's in school island as well. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. He was all good. the other kids. I don't I, all the other ones I don't really know from anything though. Micah think, Abby is Donatello killed it. One of the kids was in Good Boys, and that movie's funny. I mean, it's a Seth Rogen movie, so like I remember it, when that came out. Sh- I didn't get to check it out. One of them was it Shaman Brown Jr. The Black uh, Kid. I don't know. No, I was Brady okay. Noon. Oh, okay. I thought the Black Kid was in that movie. I think he was in a different like kid movie where it was a Seth Rogen thing. But probably. Uh, but yeah, they all they all killed it. Um. But yeah, overall, I will say. All right, so let's address my hot take. I believe this is better than Into the Spider-Verse. I think Into the Spider-Verse is better than The Cross. That's just my opinion. But I believe this is up there, if not better, with than Into the Spider-Verse. You saying that this was the best animated movie of the year, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Along with yeah. that, you have gone on record as saying you were not a huge Spider-Verse guy. Yeah. So... uh this doesn't feel very hot coming from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let let me as Spencer said that that would have been a completely different story, very different situation. Yeah, I will say I agree that animated wise, this is up there, but I don't think it's close. It's not that close to Into the Spider Verse or Across the Spider Verse. Uh, yeah. It's it's not that far, but I this is not better than that to me. Um, I, like it's not better than either one to me, but like to me, like it's way more rewatchable than Across. In the Spider Verse, is really rewatchable, but it's way more rewatchable than Across the Spider Verse. Now, um, this is this is blasphemy. Uh, I want to ask you some of these movies. Do you okay? okay. 
you think it's do you guys think it's better or worse than the Mario Brothers movies? Ah, oh. Spencer, what do you think? Because obviously one of us is lacking right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I'll say it's better than Super Mario Ooh. Brothers. Ten times better to me personally. I would say it might be better, but it might be like forty nine fifty one. Yeah, like I think it's close, but I, I, I think I think this movie is better. Better than uh, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Bro, <laughs> yeah, ten times better to me. Puss in Boots. I enjoy Puss in Boots too. I haven't sat down and watched that movie. Okay. Like I have seen moments. Uh, is that the one with the wolf? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen I've seen moments, but I haven't see, like sat down and watched it. Okay. That's fair. I don't I mean, I I do think it's better than than that as well. Um but I also want to see some more recent, you know, animated movies that I came out. I just want to see if they're better than the worst thing. That was the ones I could think off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Spider-Man's tough to overcome, but I just think way more rewatchable, way easier to digest. And it's just funnier to me. I think it's easier to digest because it was targeted at a younger audience. But I don't even think that. I just think it's just you're not. I'm not having to take in a thousand different Spider-Man. I can just kind of just watch it for what it is. It's like a clear goal. Whereas with the other one, it's like like 57 different Spider-Man. Well, you 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 would have to compare it to the first Spider-Man movie because it's not fair to compare it to the second one. I mean, true, but I think it's better than the second one, just off top. The first one, I agree. The first one is definitely a better comparison. Um, I like this more, but I definitely like it's not about my me. Like into the Spider-Verse is really good. Um, and it's more like I won't say grounded, but it's more a true coming of age story. Whereas the second one is just kind of just just going on a journey. But I mean, I get it. I'm definitely in the majority. I mean, in the minority. However, I've researched and it's it's growing. My agenda is growing. And what I mean, exactly is your I agenda? Know. Yeah, my agenda is that I I sort of feel like into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse because it is a game. It kind of falls into that Black Panther category, and we've talked about this before. But it falls into the category of game changer. So we hype it up a little bit more than it probably should be. It was, a, okay. it was you know, it, nothing else. We haven't seen anything else like it before. So it changed the game, called, created a lane for a bunch of other movies. Like if, if there was no spot into the Spider-Verse, no across the Spider-Verse, there probably is no Mutant Mayhem, right? Um, we probably don't get that. However, I think it's hyped up a little bit. And it's our nah. introduction to a black Spider-Man. Like that's... We all like Miles. Like I'm not even a Spider-Man person. I like Miles. Okay. I would probably tell you it's the number. Honestly, it might be the number three best animated movie this year. Uh, and now I'm going Wait, back what? to what I just said. Now we're going back on what I just said a while ago. I think I might watch Mario Brothers again before this. Got you. No. If I had them both in front of me, and like, I pick one to rewatch. I might pick Mario. The 
I I had to I had to put my bias aside because me and Mario go way back and I have no like history with the turtles. Mm-hmm. But if I put that aside, I I think I I think that I think the turtles movie's funnier. And I think that uh yeah, I think I'd I think I'd who, rather who, we watch who, the Turtles movie. Who's the better villain? Bowser or Superfly? Superfly. I'll get back to you. That's a tough <laughs> one. Superfly was funnier, Cause, but because Jack Black did. My it. Jack Black stole the show. He did. He did. He's the best part of that entire movie to me. Yeah, like Jack Black, he oh he he did a great job. Um and yeah, I'll have to I'll have to get back to you because um th- this uh, the Mario movie doesn't happen without Jack Black, but this movie had enough in it where if it hadn't been Ice Cube or if Superfly had been changed in some way, I think we don't lose as much quality as we do if Jack Black is replaced. Agreed. Like that, the back, Jack Black put, Jack Black put that movie on his back and carried it to me. But Whereas I think this, that, that kind of speaks this to is... why this movie is better. Right, um, exactly. And this... I'm not saying that it's just, you know, so much better, but I, I think I got to put this one above the Mario movie. Personally. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's like Mario was funny, but it's not I mean, it was funny, but it wasn't like funny, funny. Yeah, like, I will say, like Mario for Mar in Mario, the references, the nostalgia did a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, in this movie, uh, it's not the case. Uh, There's jokes, like yeah, like this movie was just funny. It used a lot of references and a lot of pop culture things and all that, but like it used just general everybody knows this type things sure. yeah that's fair but I still don't have an answer to your question of uh, Bowser or Superfly we're gonna have that's to fair. gonna have to shelf that I, another scene I thought was pretty funny though is uh, so after they found out like what Superfly's plan was and then they was like uh, so what happened if <laughs> we don't really want to go with the place hypothetically <laughs> yeah <laughs> They kept calling them cousins too. He's like cousins. Like I ain't, don't call me cuz. Yeah, yeah, bro. That whole scene when they met the memes, that whole thing was amazing. Yeah, um, that was that was one fun. thing that I uh, kind of wonder. Um, I assume that the turtles don't have a healing factor, but um, a whenever they were being milked, like there was a hole punched through their shells. Yeah, and then whenever uh, Superfly had him in like the claw, he was cracking a shit. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering about that too. Like they, uh, like sh- uh, turtle shells are bone. Yeah, and so I don't know how you deal with that. Uh, right. I don't know if they'll just like because reptiles are weird, so they might just like fuse back together or something. But like they, them, them boys hurt. Yeah, no, that was. Somebody might three D printed them, you know, little missing parts of the shell. <laughs> yeah, that sounded. It sounded like it hurt. I was like, oh, yeah. But, so they like 
it, it like I heard the cracks and it was like, oh, that. Mm. Do I do have a question. Be, I was saying I got I got one too. What's yours? Okay. What's super flat? Where the fuck? Where'd the horses come from? He uh, so he, the zoo, right? Yeah, he fell into the water, and that's where he got the whale and any other water creatures. And then he got on land, went into a zoo, and then that's where he got everything else. Got it. Okay. I, I don't know why there were horses in a zoo, but I don't know why there was a whale in the water where they was at. Weren't they just on the edge of New York? Yeah, there, <laughs> there, were. there are humpback whales not far from like New York. They got like narwhal fingertips. Like he, I saw some the horn fingertips that he had. I was like, what in the world? They had an octopus, I want to say. He had His a giraffe face? or a nose almost. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, like the zoo, the the zoo animals I get and the humpback whale I get because I know that there are humpback whales not far from New York. Uh, but as for anything else, I'm not sure how accurate. That was because yeah. I also feel like you might need to go a little deeper to get to certain fish. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like an octopus wouldn't just be chilling up on the, you know, yeah, top of the, the coast. Yeah, exactly. On the coast. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. But, yeah, I, just think uh, I, I don't know. But right. uh, it being a whale made sense because they did the whole like blowhole solution. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Did y'all, did y'all have any scenes that y'all didn't like? Because I wasn't really feeling. Towards the end, the whole New Yorkers helping out thing. That's why I, wasn't really feeling that. I don't know if you noticed in my uh, in my synopsis, I talked about how friendly and helpful they were because uh, yeah, no, that's not. That reminded me of uh, New Yorkers Spider-Man. mind their fucking business. <laughs> yeah, did, I mean, did y'all, did y'all think of Spider Man though? Remember on, on the Amazing Spider Man? I think it was the second one when they like moved all the cranes there and like had to help them out and all that. Yeah, y'all remember that. That, yeah. That's what that, that gave me those vibes a little bit. It's like New York yeah, like decided for, to come together. Yeah, like somebody just walking up to him and be like, hey, buddy, you need some help? No! Right. <laughs> I bro, mean, was a, bro was a five foot eight rat. Like, no. Nah, nah. I mean, if I feel like New York's one of those, like, like we can, like, I can clown, I can clown my cousin, but you can't clown type of thing. We're like, all right, like, I can talk shit. If I'm in New York, I can, you know, Talk shit, cause damage to New York. If somebody on the outside comes in New York, like we gotta stick together, type of thing. I'll be honest, it was a little corny. It was a little like, cause I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but like I don't remember the turtles being accepted so fast. Right, being like, that was that was quick flip. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and this is this is a kids like yeah. I I was I got to a point where I was like, all right, I need to suspend my disbelief because uh, they they have to do the power of friendship here like this is pg that's that's what that's what this is and so like in my head logically i was like it's fucking stupid but i was like oh this is a children's film yeah Yeah. this is this is absolutely a movie for kids and so i shouldn't be mad about that like that's that's very appropriate for a kid's movie uh Yeah. yeah i i was able to put that aside and be like you know what Okay, but yeah, personally, no, nah, I was like, no, that's not, that's yeah. not how that would go. But you know, the power of friendship. <laughs> we watch, we watch that play out. Yeah, sure. The power of friendship can get through any obstacle. Right. That's right. facts. Yeah, I uh, yeah, it was a little weird, but I mean, 
yeah, they had to kind of land that plane with either them being hated or them being hunted at the end. Because, I mean, yeah, they were so exposed. But, you know, they exposed themselves to the world like that. But Yeah, and um, like all the other uh, mutants were, they, they were cool with them too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even though he's ugly as hell. Yeah, and I think ugly on purpose. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely the artistic style was definitely like not to make it like cute or aesthetic, super nice and clean. It was, you know, the opposite way. But uh yeah, man. Uh I man, I felt bad for Splinter when he when he went out into the world like that first time. I was like, oh man. I felt, I felt bad for Splinter in a lot of them. Like I, I just felt a lot of the movie just like Dad, Splinter, I just want you to yeah. be okay. Right. Because yeah, like especially yeah, like whenever he threw the party for the boys, and they were like, "Hey, yeah, we're just gonna leave now." And I'm like, <laughs> "You are, you are all he has. Yeah, you are the Literally. only people on this planet who love him, and yeah. don't just leave." Like, I, right? I was, I was hurt for Splinter. Got all that pizza, like, bro. I was just yeah, dad. I was just like logistics. Like he went through, he went through all this effort. Yeah, like he found. Right. The pizza, he was like, I will be your waiter. I found these cutouts so that there are humans in the room. <laughs> like I've I've been listening and I've been I'm trying to help and right. fix it. And I just yeah, I just felt really bad for Splinter because he he really was doing the best he could. And Same. he was very genuinely trying to protect his boys from what he knew would be a bad situation because he right. lived through that. And he was like, I don't want you to experience the same trauma and hurt and pain and all like i don't want you to go through that all right dude, dude was a single father of four man that's tough right yeah. it's tough out here man no woman my man was going to sleep every night no woman <laughs> and he kept saying like <laughs> mutant women are not just out here yeah, yeah. there ain't no dating that for mutants like, yeah, so they were literally all he had yeah. and yeah whenever I mean, and that's, I guess, how it happens. I've yeah. heard yeah. parents across many years talk about, like, they cherish the moments when the kids are young and just want to hug them because they eventually stop. Yep. Eventually, yeah. like, hella, yeah. hella sad. That's cool, mom and dad, but I, I got some plans, you know. Yeah. I have a life now. Thanks. Yeah. I felt bad for Splinter in a lot of these moments. We talked about this before, but I want to. Has anybody seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Nope. I have seen it, but not recently. Okay. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I feel like I might like it, but I, I, I just have never like thought to watch it. But it was just an interesting reference to me. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the it's one of the like very popular like cult classic uh, yeah. type movies that people just fall over themselves for. Yeah. And it's got I, I, it's got conspiracy theories attached to it as well. Uh, I got something super random, like not even on top of what we're talking about. Did y'all did y'all see the trailer for that Grand Turismo movie? I've seen the trailer like three times now. I'm pulling I mean, right now. Like that I might keep be the seeing, biggest flop of the year. I keep seeing trailers for it. Um, and this trailer was a bunch of people reacting to it. Like it wasn't just the trailer; it was them showing like people saying like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen." Oh my god, it's a ten out of ten. Oh my god, like it was a bunch of that. <laughs> and, um yeah i don't have feelings about it i do not have plans to see it yeah i feel like but, there's gonna be a huge flop 
I mean, know. but we we have not seen very many successful video game movies. On the flip side to that coin, this year we have. So who knows? Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think they're was, was Sonic two this year. Or was Sonic two last year? Last year, yeah, last, last year. Okay, yeah. I feel like they need to just stick to our Nintendo world. Like once they start extending a little too hard, I'm like, all right, like y'all wallet. Like, I mean, obviously, I wasn't the biggest. I was a gamer, but I was in a certain realm. But like, those are universal. Like everybody's played Sonic. Everybody's played Mario. But like. Gran Turismo and like all these other ones, like Anthony Mackie making. Yeah, that one. made Twisted Metal a show. Twisted Metal, yeah. Which like, I hear is like, really, which I hear is really good though. I, I've heard good things about it. Small Joe's in it, so I'm Loki. Want to support, but kinda... my sister, my sister, uh, like showed it to me, and she was like, "Hey," uh, she, she basically was like, "This looks like some shit you would like." Uh, <laughs> I was like, "I've heard about it, but." Uh, um, yeah. I'm good unless I just hear that it's absolutely spectacular. But yeah, she's just, yeah, this is some violent nerd shit. So yeah, you, <laughs> it's for you. Thanks. Yeah, some Samoa Joe plays. I think the clown. I think that's um, Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's somebody okay. else told me too. I'm gonna I'm watch it. I just have so much other stuff that I'm trying to watch right now. They're trying to watch shows. it. Yeah. No, I'm good. I did they put it all out or is it episode week to week? I think it's I think it's done now. Okay. It's it, it's on the list, but there are too many shows. Facts. So may watch it at some point. Who knows? Yeah. Do y'all y'all got any other questions? I think we're good for y'all want to do ratings or rotten? I think we should first. re-rank or re-rate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we're gonna start off. For me, uh, give it an eight. Like I don't. Okay. Uh, there's not a lot I can point to that I just didn't like or had issues with. I think it was a good, fun movie. I had a good time watching it. I'd watch it again. Um, yeah, I uh, I didn't really have any big problems with it. So, I'm so a, you went from a seven to an eight. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I'm supposed to be writing this down. I, I got it. Don't worry. Okay, I, got, I appreciate I got it. Us. I got us. Um, for me. It is also going up to an eight. I gave it a seven point five at first, uh, but now kind of talking about it a little bit more. Like I, I'm, I'll give it an eight. Nice. I really can't go I up mean, any higher. It's, I was like, Brandon, are you going down? Or are you going to go down? Or <laughs> no, nah, it's ten out of ten for me. Home run. Okay. Interesting. Okay. My first ten out of ten ever. I think. I think so. Uh, I think since so. we've been doing yes. the podcast, yeah. You got you got close, you got close. Yeah, but wait, what do I have close? Right. Uh, you got you got John Wick. Oh, okay, and a nine. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. It checks out. Yeah, <laughs> checks out. All right. Well, let's uh get to the point where we do Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, just in case you know this is someone's first episode. We like to play a little game of, you know, Brandon and Spencer try to guess what the Rotten Tomato score is for the critics uh, in the audience score. And we are doing the closest to the bucket, you know, wins. And we actually have stats now. So I don't think I, I might have told Brandon Spencer, but I might not have. Currently out of, you know, we do two rounds. So you get the audience score, critic score, 
Spencer currently has eight wins, you know, on those individual episodes. Brandon has five, and they've tied three times. But in overall, out of all the movies we've done so far, Spencer has four overall wins. So, uh, Brandon, you kind of lacking right now, to be honest with you. I mean, you're, you're kind of just the audience and the critics just aren't on my level. That's kind of what that that means. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, I'm a little confused by those numbers. I think so. Like. So like we do, we have a critic score and audience oh, score. So yeah, you can okay. win both of those, or you can you know tie. Um, Got it. Yeah. All, All right, right, let's get a win today. So, let's start with Spencer. There are currently 170 reviews as of this recording. Spencer, what do you think the critic score is? Ninety-three. Okay, nine three. Brandon, what are you feeling? And I, I, I feel that way because I, I think that the movie is doing well, but I don't know how the critics feel about Seth Rogen. Mm. And so mm. I think that, uh, regardless of how good it is, I think that Seth Rogen's name being on it might uh, turn some critics off to it. Gotcha. At the end of the day. Uh, because I feel like it should be a little higher, but uh, I feel like the I feel like the audience may kick that up. But yeah, we'll see. So I I feel like there's a little bit of superhero in the t- fatigue. There's a little bit of animation, f- not fatigue, but like they're like, oh, it's I just saw across Spider Verse and now this. But I think I want it to be higher. I hope I'm wrong. I'm gonna go 89. So Spencer said 92 and Brennan said 89. said 93. Oh, you said 93? Yeah. Okay. So with 170 reviews, the Rotten Tomato score is currently sitting at a 96. Oh, I love it. Oh. I love that. I love it. I'm glad I'm wrong. That is a surprise. Okay. So, tech, so that's one win for Spencer, but, you know, we got to see who wins overall or, you know, Brennan Katad right here. So, Brandon, let's start with you on this one. Sitting with a thousand plus verified reviews, what do you think the audience score is? I'm gonna go with a ninety. Mm. I'm gonna go ninety four percent. Okay, Spencer, what you feeling? I was also feeling ninety four, but uh, I guess I'm gonna go ninety three. So, currently sitting with a thousand plus verified reviews, the audience score is sitting at a ninety-two percent. Bro, <laughs> all right. So, like you guys both busted, but because Spencer went one lower than you, he wins this one. Spencer oh. currently has ten wins, but his overall wins is sitting at five. Hey, this one I'm actually I'm happy that. My rating is closer to what the critics thought as well. Usually the critics are like way off, I feel like. But I'm okay. I'm okay with this one. I'm actually happy that it's – I hope this bust the box office. I heard it's doing well. And I hope it – you know, the ratings stay this high. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think that's that's pretty good. That's, that's, really, that's good. really good. I'm surprised. And I, and I, hope the, it doesn't, I hope it doesn't fall. 
I'm surprised the critics have it so much. Like, I mean, I know that four points is not a lot, but like, I'm surprised the critics have it that much higher than the audience does. Yeah, I think just because it's less amount of uh, critic votes, what did you say, like 107 or something? Uh, critics critic was one, 170, yeah. 170, maybe, okay. It's like maybe, be, well, no. I was say maybe because it's a kid's movie and there were adults doing their review, but no, because Paddington has some stupid high rating for some reason. I but, feel like this comedy style, definitely the critics prefer. Critics, I feel like critics prefer like a more like quippy, uh, like you know, actually good jokes because there's quippy MCU movies that don't do well, but um, like quippy, like you know, those type of jokes. Um, that's why I was thinking, okay, this might do well, and I feel like there's an animation bump. I feel like if this is live action, definitely wouldn't be anywhere close to this. Hey. You know yeah. what I mean. I feel like animation, especially a good animation, it gets an extra bump just because it's it's fun to watch, right? Uh, and in the future, me and Spencer may discuss, may debate on uh, live action versus animation. Well, you know, we'll see. That would be an interesting uh, discussion. I I think so. I was uh, you know, what's crazy? I was looking up just. Messing with the other Ninja Turtles movie, looking them up on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that first Michael Bay movie, the 2014 one, has a 165 uh, critic reviews, sitting at 21 percent, and the audience score got Jesus. over 100,000, and it's at a 50 percent. So then, the 21 is one, rough. I agree. I agree. The second one has 174 critic reviews at 37 percent. And the audience at fifty thousand reviews at forty seven percent. That's tough. That's that's uh, it's terrible. I didn't <laughs> hate it the first one. I didn't see the second one, but I didn't hate the first one. But yeah. uh, the, I mean, the turtles weren't looking, you know, spectacular. Uh, I mean, yeah. I guess this definitely goes to show you that this is probably the best product Ninja Turtles has released. They said, I'm looking at the article, it said, uh, so far it's uh, 51 million worldwide uh, this first weekend. And it said it's off to its best start since the 90s movie, live action movies. And that's the best box office that they've had. Good. Nice. Because so, I yeah. feel like, uh, I mean, there's the 90s movies, there's the Michael Bay's, and then there's this one. Are there any other movies or has it just been TV shows? I think. I think TV shows. There was one. I think there was two in the nineties, though. There was three. I look it up. It was there, three. There were three okay. Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, the nineties set the Michael Bay. Set, yeah. And then right. No, I think that's it. I think they they did a show, and then they did a movie of the animated show, but I don't think that was theatrical. So I mean, counting theatrical, yeah, I think it's just those three. Because I think yeah, like doesn't I don't it it feels See, like there were two different Ninja Turtles shows happening at the, at same, the same time, time. Yep. I don't know if that's true but it felt like they were they definitely was it was like 2008 to like 12 where there was like overlap uh, of like okay. the show like I'm actually watching one of them now uh, and then I'm gonna watch the like 2D version to 2D one a little later but I've heard the 2D one is more like new versions the characters are a little different the personalities are a little different the 3D one animation one is more like you know, our regular turtles. 
Is that the is that the one you're talking about? Is it Rise of the Ninja Turtles? Because that's the one I keep hearing people talk about. Is Rise of the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it kind of mm-hmm. like uh, how we had Earth's Mightiest Heroes and then we had Avengers Assemble? Uh, exactly. Where you know yeah. one was based on the comic book and then one is based on the TV version. Yeah, the shows like it was almost where like this season ended and then this season started of the new show. I think so. Um, I think the rise of the Ninja uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was definitely like a a newer aspect. And I think, yeah, I think it was based off of like a newer comic book. And the animation style is really different. Like they look totally different than we've seen them before. Yeah, and I think I was looking at images and April is black in this too. Huh. Yeah. April's oh, she black. is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Master Splinter is kind of fat in this one too. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely you could definitely see the inspirations because like the shaping, like Raphael. Yeah, Raphael's like Ralph. that uh, dude is like a massive boulder. Yeah, he's he's yoked, but the other ones aren't. So this, I guess, this one has some controversy just because yeah, they changed the personalities. But I've heard it's people really like it too. Hmm. So. I'm going to check this one out, the one I'm watching now, and then I'll definitely check this one out. I uh, actually did buy a uh, action figure of Leonardo from this, this latest Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, bro, I just had to get it. I actually bought a uh, from the 90s version. Fucking grab it here. From the 90s. I don't know if I can see it, but... uh. It's the 90s, like, when they were in the jackets. and the Oh, he got the suit on. He got the jacket Yeah. Oh. So I got that one and then the newer version from Mute Man. So I had to grab that. But, yeah, this, that's the one thing about Ninja Turtles. They do so well because they do so well with merch and do so well with, like, toys. Uh, oh, yeah. They've, they've killed it. They're toys. built for that. Yeah, they really are. Um, so that's why I think they're, like, Paramount is probably, like, yeah, we're going to run this back for the box office, but these toys about to – Racking a bunch of money too. Just imagine if Paramount picked up the um, Power Rangers. You probably could be so much more. Bro, we just sold. So we were sold to Hasbro. Hasbro has like a production company. We just got sold again to Lionsgate. Lionsgate oh is the, the company who made the 2017 movie, but apparently it's confusing. But the Lionsgate bought the same group that did the Hasbro. So everything's going to work out the same. All the plans are the same. It's just now under Lionsgate. It's weird. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, Hasbro's trying to build their cinematic universe. This is the time for them to, you know, get no, the Power Rangers really. going again. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's like it's Transformers, Transformers and G.I. Joe are Hasbro, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they might just throw the Power Rangers in there. No, I think so. I mean, yeah, I'm hoping so. They sounded, they said, like, nothing's changing as far as plans. It's just now under... Lionsgate parent company over this Hasbro level one uh, E one whatever they want to call it, but yeah, man, I'm just I'm just hoping, bro. We we just poor little Power Rangers fans, man. We, just, <laughs> we can't, can't catch a break, bro. <laughs> catch a break, man. We had some Sabano dumbass. He was just selling us off to anybody who would buy us, bro. It was rough out here. Like, Home y'all out, huh? Bro, we've been traded more than fucking. Yeah, like, <laughs> bro, we get traded like NBA, a whack NBA player, bro. How many Man. teams has Jamal Crawford been on? Nigga, we like him. We got skills. Because Jamal Crawford is so good. So good. We can get a bucket against anybody. But, I mean, we, we got, we collected more jerseys. We've been at our Disney. 
Saban, fucking five. Like we've been under all kinds of different people now. Um, That's rough. Nickelodeon back to now Netflix. Like we we're all over the place. Well, there uh, Transformers is in the process of building a cinematic universe, and so yeah. if 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 it's Hasbro, then uh, you know they they might just go ahead and you know throw some money Power Rangers versus GI Joes, and then they'll be like, oh wait, we want the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Man. Power Rangers, like again, like Transformers, is another great example. They got TV shows all over the place. They got movies. They you know they do all kind of separation, you know. Type of things. I just want parents to do the same because there's a bunch of money to be made out here. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a bunch of can't get rights. It really it, is, bro. We, we just need to get you in in a boardroom, bro. Call me. I'm actually watching this movie. Me, man, I was like, bro, I should just write a movie. I don't even know how to do it, but I should just try. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm better than half of the things been tried, anyways. Well, there's a there's a strike. Exactly. Uh, that's true. So this is just your opportunity. Yeah, be like, I'll work. And then all the, <laughs> all the work, all of my hate me. Yikes. I get, I get death threats right and it, shit. It's, as soon as the strike is over, they'll never call break. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll work. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's interesting. Uh, well, anybody have uh, any other questions, comments, concerns, or anything? Nope. I mean, we'll put in the we'll put in the uh, in the group. See what people think about. You know, compare some of the great uh, animation films. We're in a great time for animation. We all love all these, but yeah, we'll definitely put it in there for those to discuss. Yeah. So if uh, you would like to join in on that conversation, be sure and you know head over to our Facebook page at the League of Melanated Gentlemen. And with that being said, we're never duplicated. Always appreciate it. And forever melanated. <laughs> <laughs>